What is up, crew? Welcome to uh, yeah, welcome to another CloverTech podcast here. Um, it had crossed my mind that we had talked about how HB nineteen twenty seven Constitutional Carry in Texas um, was uh, moving uh, into a conference committee last week. That live stream ran long, prohibited me from uploading that into the audio podcast world and i feel the need to get those folks up to date on what's going on we don't really have any new information so primarily going to record podcasts uh, real quickly today and hopefully quickly right that way we can get it uploaded to the audio podcast world uh, and we're going to talk about where we stand currently uh, kind of what's going on so we'll rehash the um the bill and the actions or and what all went on. Uh, also, I want to talk about a couple things because uh, related to past legislation with uh, CHL, uh, Consult Handgun License, and LTC License to Carry here in Texas. Uh, and I've got links to several different things down below, uh, as well as the number to the uh, Capital Switchboard there in Austin which is uh, 512-463-4630, 512-463-4630. And then want to hit on, uh, potentially uh, hit on some uh, couple of tweets from Speaker uh, Pelin and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick as well. So I just want to kind of get everybody up to speed. Again, nothing uh, as far as an update is going on. So let's... um, Give a uh, matter of record here, Monday, May 17th, 2021. A couple of programming notes before we get started into the uh, subject. Thank you, as always, to the Patreon patrons, the YouTube channel members, and those that send out super chats. On that note, uh, need to welcome a couple of Patreon patrons aboard. Uh, this month, we've got a linen. That's really weird, uh, but uh, I guess that's an initial. And David Ramirez over there on uh, the Patreon joining the crew. And then YouTube channel members, we've got uh, 1477 Red and Benjamin. I'm going to butcher this name, but Benjamin uh, Sprodlin or Sprodlin. Um, yeah, so thanks to uh, those folks. Uh, also, I do have the capability to show chats, and so we've got Robbie Green out there. He says you should do these podcasts on the Second Amendment sanctuary and suppressor freedom bills as well. Um, so there's a reason that I haven't is is because I've been super focused on constitutional carry HB 1927, and there's a reason why. It's not that that other stuff is not important, um, but the, the the Second Amendment sanctuary is more of a virtue signaling type uh, line in the sand style play. Um, If you look historically at what can or cannot be done from that type of legislation, um, it really doesn't move the ball forward. It's more of a making a stand. And the suppressor freedom is the same thing. The suppressor freedom, in fact, gets really dangerous. And if you read the Made in Texas legislation, I believe is what it's called, as well as the Texas Freedom, then you'll see that they acknowledge as much within the text of that legislation that they're just throwing stuff at the wall to try to see how everything holds up in court. And unfortunately, if you look at the issue uh, with the gentleman that had the suppressor in Kansas, which had a similar 
uh, quote-unquote suppressor freedom bill. Uh, yeah, that dude got into some really sticky situations, and the, the legislation, that legislation did him really no good, right? So, uh, yeah, it happens. Joe Morgan says, YouTube unsubbed me from you. He said, I was subbed uh, from SG&E. I don't know what that means necessarily. But, uh, yeah, YouTube, um, yeah, get used to that. I don't complain about it much. Uh, YouTube does not really work off of the subscriber and the notification model. you got to understand how YouTube works. I've got nerd chats, and I, I don't mind talking about stuff like that. But uh, YouTube works off your reviewing history and stuff now. So while sub is important because it gets us to certain milestones, and it, obviously it helps with certain things, uh, yeah, YouTube unfortunately doesn't put a lot of uh, weight into that. So with that, let's jump into this because, like I said, I wanted to keep it quick enough, under an hour, that I can get this uploaded into audio podcast form. Uh, speaking of that, if there are folks out there in replay, remember, as always, comments are down below and uh, you can participate there. I'm going to blow this screen up just a little bit. Uh, unfortunately, this is as much as I can blow it up, but for those that are out there in audio podcast world, it's not going to matter anyway because they can't see it. But this is, uh, again, links are down in the description below. Uh, but uh, we've got HB1927 here. And so this has uh, the history of it, just the rough rundown here. HB1927 is past the Texas House. It went to the Senate. The Senate added some amendments. They passed it, uh, kicked it back over to the House. The House attempted to put it on the floor. The amendments, some of the amendments, one of the amendments, there actually is a, a rule here, uh, caused a problem, Rule 11, Section 2. Uh, and so that uh, prompted the House to then uh, request that this get sent to a conference committee. The uh, Senate did the same. So now we've got 10 politicians down there in Austin, five from the House, five from the Senate that have this in a conference committee. Now, what does that conference committee do? Well, they try to hash out the differences between the House version and the Senate version, uh, and then they'll take it back to their respective chambers uh, and work to get that passed. Now, uh, we're going to get into hearing a little bit some of the smack talk going on about, oh, this will never pass, and this is all a, uh, just a ploy to kill the bill, and that may very well be the case. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm clairvoyant in any way that I know people's hearts and minds uh, and I can see uh, into all of that because I can't, but from where I'm sitting, from what I followed and what I have seen and from uh, looking back, we're going to here in just a second, looking back at history. I really don't think that is the, uh, that is the case. So one thing that we need to point out is the conferees, the folks that were uh, politicians that were assigned to this conference committee They're called conferees. We've got uh, in the House, we've got Schaefer, Burroughs, Canales, Gillen, and White. So if those are any of uh, your politicians out there, uh, uh, representatives, then you definitely need to be contacting them and making sure, pressuring, and making sure they push the ball forward, uh, as well as Speaker Peelan would help as well. Uh, over on the Senate side, we've got Schwertner, Birdwell, Campbell, Crichton, and Hughes. Uh, same thing, and lump Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick into the senator side as well as folks who need to be contacting and keeping the pressure on. We've done a great job 
slow clap for everybody out there uh, that has continued to put the pressure on. Uh, for reference, again, and it's down in the description below, capital switchboard number 512-463-4630. Now, remember that this conference committee is kind of above and beyond um, the normal workings of the legislature. So we tend to get a little upset and, and, you know, we heard about this for what Friday, I guess, or Thursday, when was it? The 13th, uh, Thursday, I guess it was. And so, you know, we're like, Oh man, we've been through the weekend. We've had two days. What's going on? What's going on? Well, this is above and beyond. You got to realize that, uh, there is literally hundreds of bills, um, that have to be dealt with. There's lots of things, uh, going on business wise to, make the state of Texas work, so to speak. And while we're hyper-focused a lot of times on specific bills like this, um, there is other business that has to be done. And these folks are, um, you know, these folks do have other things to do. So, uh, yeah, we hope that it, uh, that it goes through. Now, where did I want to go with that? <laughs> right. Uh, where I wanted to go with that is I wanted to bring this back down and I want to go to this sentiment that, well, they're just trying to kill the bill. Okay. So if they wanted to kill this bill, they've had multiple opportunities to do that in a much more quiet way than they are now. And that's evident by the pressure they're under from us, right? Again, slow clap pat ourselves on the back. We've done a great job here, I think. Um, but I'm going to go, I'm going to show a tweet here, blow this up. Cause this was, this was interesting and this happened on the 13th, but speaker Peelan come out and again, Paul public record all, you know, for the world to see here, which is, is interesting. If they're trying to kill it, then while in the, while in the world, would they tweet or do, uh, say things like they're saying, right? Uh, but uh, Speaker Peelan out there, he uh, tweeted on the 13th, Texas is on the cusp of a watershed victory for 2A. It says, Dan Patrick and I are energized and optimistic that the House and Senate will get HB 1927 done uh, and to Greg, Greg Abbott very soon. Now, Dan Patrick retweeted this. Not only did he retweet it, but he added his own remarks. I think, which is an interesting sign. And again, I'm not saying that either one of these politicians or any of the politicians in, in uh, Austin, you should trust unequivocally, without a doubt. Um, I think we need to hold their feet to the fire. I think we need to continue to put pressure on them. I think we need to make sure that they know uh, what we expect as their constituents, uh, as their bosses, essentially. Uh, and then if they do not come through on that, then we need to hold them accountable at the uh, at the ballot box. But I also think that we need to um, sometimes look at what's in front of us. Right. How many times does uh, take, for example, you know, these comments, how many times does, let's say, a Joe Biden come out and say something and everybody runs with it? And that's the gospel. Oh, he wants to Beto, Right. Heck yeah, we're going to take away your AR-15s or whatever. And everybody loses their minds. Oh, look what he said. They're going to do this. He's coming for our stuff. You believe them, right? Unequivocally. But yet, by the same logic, if you apply that, then 
a lot of times we're hypocritical because politicians will say stuff like Speaker Pellin posted here, Pelin, sorry, uh, posted here. And it's like, oh, we, can we believe them? We can't believe them. Okay, well, then why do you believe? Why do you believe it when somebody says something that's bad, but you don't believe it when somebody says something that's good, right? So I think we have to be careful with that and, and at least acknowledge that it was said uh, and in a very public way. But anyway, uh, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Uh, adding on to the tweet from Speaker Peelan, says, absolutely, Speaker uh, Peelan and I have 10 great conferees on HB 1927, and we're very close to getting 2A con carry across the finish line, despite an avalanche of misinformation and just plain lies uh, from outside agitators. We're on track for a big 2A win. Now, why would he, why would he do this? Why would he come out and say that if he thought that it wasn't going to happen, if he was fighting to make it not happen, um, why? And I'm not saying there's not a reason, right? I just question that. Um, you know, there is, you know, we're all tracked for a big 2A win. There's just a lot of stuff in there that it's like he could have made a comment without being quite so definitive but also here's the other thing and i'll pull this down and then we'll get on to, to some so some past history as well but here's the other thing with some of the naysayers that are like they're trying to kill it this is not going to happen well a lot of you out there that are listening to this right now have followed this process with me uh, we've kind of gone on this journey together and it's been a it's been a fun one regardless and we've seen a lot of interesting stuff. We've seen Democrats come out and speak to um, their support for HB 1927. We've seen Democrats put great amendments forward um, on HB 1927. Uh, we've seen a lot of stuff out there. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff out there in the in the public eye, right? And so, again, if they're man, if they're trying to do this, why would they not do it in a more in a more conspicuous way? Um, yeah. So again, the uh, where we stand now, it is in uh, conference committee. I'll read those uh, conferees off again. Um, the ten are uh, on the House side: Schaefer, Burroughs, Canales, uh, Gillen, and White. Uh, also. Uh, remember to, if you're contacting these folks, remember to contact Speaker Peelan as well. On the Senate side, Schwartz, Birdwell, Campbell, Crichton, Hughes, and also throw Dan Patrick uh, into that. Again, linked uh, in the description down below, I should say. But 512-463-4630 uh, is the uh, capital switchboard there in Austin. 512-463-4630. 30 and again links to those tweets links to the uh, information in the bill all that's in the uh, description below so let's go through this idea of a conference committee it, the conference committee is not unprecedented it's not uncharted waters it's not anything new and i realize that there may be folks out there that are new to the 2a fight they're new to texas politics they're new to all of this, right? And I understand, and that's why we need to uh, we we need to often talk about our history and the past, right? 
So let's back up to the 74th legislature here. We've got this on the screen. I'm going to maximize it. Um, and if you're not familiar, in 1995, in the 74th legislature, SB 60, which is brought uh, forth, the author at that time was Jerry Patterson. That's what gave us here in Texas uh, our concealed handgun license, our CHL. What's interesting, if we go under the action tabs on that and we look, we see conference committee, conference committee, conference committee. So when we got the CHL, which we did get, right, because obviously um, we had the same argument. We had some of the same people saying the same things on both sides of the of the uh, of the issue. It went to conference committee, the same as constitutional care he is now, same as HB 1927 is now. Uh, it spent roughly a week, if you look through this, and this is where we have to be patient to an extent, right? Uh, it's been a week. We've got two weeks left in the session, folks, two weeks. And so, yeah, back then, um, it's been a week, basically, in uh, in the conference committee. So. There you go. I mean, to say that this is anything different or that it's wildly different. Oh, this is a totally different situation. Well, I don't know. Is it? Because if you go back and you look at this, it's it's business as usual, right? And we all know that the process of making the gummy bears is messy. And so we, uh, if we jump over to the 84th legislature, Right. Uh, the 84th leg legislature, which uh, the author was Phillips, HB 910. Well, HB 910 is what gave us the license to carry. Uh, converted our CHL over to the LTC that we know today, uh, which obviously got passed and obviously got signed because we have that today. Right. Um, but you know what? If we scroll down. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, look at here. It went to conference committee as well. Right. So the people that are freaking out because this cause went to a conference committee and they're saying it's going to die because it was the conference committee and they're just trying to kill it and it's going to die. Could they be right? Yeah, sure. They could be right. If we've learned anything or if we know anything about politics is that anything can freaking happen. Um, but again, if we go back to this type of stuff and we look at what happened in the past, it's again. Business as usual. Business as usual. Now, one thing about this is this one only stayed in conference committee about three days. Now, admittedly, the difference between uh, 1995 and the CHL and um, and this is two differences that I can think of. Number one, I don't know where the days fall, right? So I don't know if that those 15 days before. I did not look at that. My bad, my fault. Uh, I don't know if that included weekend days or holidays or anything like that, right? So that's number one. That's why it could have taken longer. But also you've got to look, the political makeup, the balance of power, again, not being partisan here, but something that we need to point out. But there was also there's also a difference in balance of power between the CHL legislation the makeup of the legislature, I should say, in 1995, when that was passed, pardon me, and 2015 when LTC was passed, right? Uh, and we have a much more uh, 
similar balance to 2015 here than we do 1995. Pardon me for just a second. I've got to cough. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me get a drink. And we will um, we'll continue. So hopefully that catches everybody up. Let me switch back over to the uh, uh, 87th legislature, which is the current. So, yeah, that is the state of uh, state of constitutional carrier, HB.T27, right now. But unfortunately, we don't have a, uh, a lot more to go on. But as things come up, I will definitely point them out. I'm going to jump into the uh, chat now and see if we've got anything worth throwing out there. Uh, ah, Joe out there says uh, SGNE is shooting Gallery New England. So, yeah, Joe, uh, Joseph Marshall, old Joe over there, shooting Gallery New England. Thank you uh, for that. Uh, Joe Morgan also says here uh, Idaho is 2A sanctuary, but we're also passing pro gun bills uh, too. We got uh, constitutional carry 18 and up, no license. So, there you go. Somebody was talking smack about, um, Utah. Who was that? I don't even remember who it was. But I don't remember. I think that might have been on the Senate floor that we heard that. But somebody was. It was crazy. Uh, unknown user out there. Sub here listing. <laughs> Let's hear it for Texas Constitutional Carry. Thank you, sir. Um, so, what else do we got? Um, Unicorn Heart says Claire Clairvoyant said I knew her sister Eunice. <laughs> you gotta love preacher's daughters. That's funny. Using big words, clairvoyant. Using big words. Uh boss out there, he says, uh he says, I'm mowing the lawn. Mowing the lawn. Uh did that this weekend on uh, my end and uh, the drive cable for my weed eater snapped and they do not sell those so i'm looking at having to buy a new trimmer first world problems right 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 gill gill out there he says i heard democrats own guns you know funny thing uh i don't know if i can bring this up or not but uh johnny b if anybody out there follows johnny b johnny b did a um does his whatever spicy friday and there was a uh, there was a meme that popped up that was um, that he had on his spicy Friday. I'm gonna bring it up. Let's see if I can bring this into the mix on the screen share. Maybe did that come up? Maybe, maybe. Um, that I thought was hilarious, and I so I stole it. I don't know who it originally came from. Uh, so it says. Uh, it says them. Basically, this is a conversation, right? Them. How many guns should a normal person have? Me. About five. Them. That sounds like a gun enthusiast to me. Me. Nah. A gun enthusiast has 15. Them. That sounds like somebody obsessed with guns. Me. Nah. People obsessed with guns have hundreds. Them. That sounds like a psycho. Me. Now, psychos, psychos seldom own guns. They do. Just maybe one or two. Them. That sounds like a normal person, though. Me. No. A normal person has about five. We already covered that. 
So, <laughs> so that kind of goes along with uh, maybe with what uh, with what Gail brought up there. But yeah, it, uh, had to post that or repost that. I thought it was uh, pretty awesome. So let's see here. Cobalt says, like, like politicians don't lie through their teeth. Uh, yeah, well, why don't you say that when Joe Biden says he's going to ban something or Beto says he's coming for your stuff? Why don't you say the same thing, right? That's the problem I have with these generalizations that people want to do. And, you know, we, we really need to think about stuff like that. because. If we're going to say it to, or if we're going to put that out one way, then why are we not skeptical the other way as well? And I'm not saying support, oh, well, we need to completely ignore somebody that's going after our rights or says something that's actively against our rights. That's not what I'm saying. But we need to be able to parse that and understand that and and realize okay, are they serious about this? Are they really making strides toward this? Or are they just, is it rhetoric? Are they paying lip service, right? Because if you'll notice every political cycle, if you look at a primary, right, the top tier agenda items and the debates and the conversation around those top tier agenda items change from a primary debate, primary election cycle to a general election cycle. And why do they do that? Right? Why? Well, because you're, you've got two different demographics of people you're talking to. You're talking to your base in the primary. You have to get that nomination. And you're trying to appeal to a broader base in a general. So you change up the language. Well, politicians do this all the time. It's political speak. It just happens. Uh, Jacob says, also, another good sign is that all of the conferees are supporters of HB 1927. This is true. I like it. Unicorn says, yeah, get a shotgun, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Just fire two blasts in there. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, guys are killing me. So, uh, yeah. That is uh, probably going to do it. I want to keep this one. I could keep this one under 30 minutes now. Uh, Aztec out there says I'm not a normal person. Then I, I believe you. Depending on who you talk to, I'm either a, let's see, what it, what was the thing? Depending on who you talk to, I'm either a, I'm either obsessed or a psycho. I am. I'm one of the two. So uh, I guess I'll take it. I'll take it either way. Uh, if I'm a psycho, well, I'm in a good company with the likes of Norman Bates, I guess, right? Brett Johnson says, come on, man. By the way, I have come on, man, shirts and, and stickers over at the uh, shirt store. You can get that through CloverTac.com or get to that. Jason, sorry, I came in late. Uh, do we have a date on the conference? Conference committees are not typically done publicly. So... Uh, thanks for bringing that up, Jay. I appreciate it uh, because that is an important note. And I did not throw that into the podcast earlier. But, yeah, typically conference committees, they get together 
while normal business is not going on uh, on the chamber floors, because again, these politicians have other things to do and worry about. Um, typically, they get together and they try to hash it out on the side, right? So, uh, hopefully, we know something. James Wright says, "Are we watered out of time?" Uh, no, go back. And I realize a lot of people may be coming in late. If you're coming in late, uh, back this up. You can hit the little thing at the bottom and you can back it up. Uh, I compared this to past legislation. Uh, and no, by those standards, we're not running out of time. We have two weeks left. Uh, we had our CHL way back in 95, which stayed in conference for about 10 days. Uh, and uh, then um, the... In 2015, our LTC spent about three days in conference. So uh, nothing to freak out about yet. So that's it. Uh, as the title suggested, nothing new. But I wanted to come on and give an update. Mainly, like I said, record this uh, short enough and short enough, a short enough order and a short enough format that I could turn around and get this onto the audio podcast world because those folks hadn't really got an update on this stuff in about a week. And I think that's uh, important. So thanks for hanging out out there. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for hanging around. And uh, yeah, again, shout out. Thanks to all the Patreon supporters, the YouTube channel members, those folks that super chat. Uh, stay stay tuned. What is I'm, I've been saying this whole freaking legislative session. Stay tuned and stand by. Right. Uh, as soon as I know something, you'll know something. I can promise you that. But unfortunately, that is as much as I could promise you. And uh, yeah, for this one, we are gone. Until next time, don't forget to chain fire freedom.